What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. From Black History Month to Women's History Month, we're kicking March off with some dynamic history-making women, including Amarosa and Cynthia Erivo. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha. I'm Angelique, along with Alani Love and Yo-Yo. On the line, we have Amarosa. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. I'm so glad to be back. How's everybody? We're doing good. Um, where were you in the UK doing Celebrity Big Brother? <laughs> yes, I went over <laughs> to, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I went to Australia, actually, and I did my 112th reality show. It's called, it was called Big Brother VIP. That was with Caitlyn Jenner. It was just a phenomenal experience to meet all the people, but you know, Caitlin didn't stay very long. She was running for governor at the time that we were taping the show, which was really weird. So she wow. took a break from her campaign and she wow. decided to come shoot a reality show in the middle of running for governor. Were you thinking about voting for? <laughs> I would vote for a flea before I voted for that publicity stunt. It was just a publicity stunt for her and she she wasn't taking it very seriously. Um, shame on her for not taking it very seriously. Would you run for office, Omarosa? I mean, you, you know. You've been in the White House. No, I yeah. did run. I did run for office when I lived in Los Angeles. Uh, a woman that I love so much, she was uh, on the school board and she died suddenly and there was mm-hmm. a special election and I ran for her seat, and there were 20 other people that ran for her wow. seat. Wow. And I think I came in, like, fourth or fifth place, but I was, I mean, it was such an incredible experience to run, to be able to help fight for our kids and be on the front line of what was happening in the second largest school district in the country. Yeah. But you know what, Amarosa, let's go back to what you said. This was your 120th, 27th, something like that reality show. What makes you the queen of reality? What do you think it is that people are drawn to about you? Because they know when we put Amarosa on, we got a show. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to accept the queen title because I I think there's some others that just do it. They do it so much bigger and so much better. But I do it a little a little different in the sense that I'm, you know, I'm in it for my coins and longevity. So (laughs) I'm not flipping tables or doing anything like that. But I do make good TV. So I wouldn't say I'm the queen, but definitely longevity has always been important to me in this business. And Lonnie, you know, it's in Yo-Yo, especially, you know, it's really difficult to stay in this business doing things that you love for as long as I have. I'm going on 19 years. 18, wow. 19 years now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember when you, I remember when you got in it, I said, Woo, who is this powerful soul sister <laughs> taking no names and looking like she's about to run everybody's business. It was great watching you. And you, know, and you know what? From the first moment that I met Yo-Yo, just the kindest, sweetest, genuine person I ever met in Hollywood. And I, the first time I met you, I was first of all, I was such a big fan so I was fangirling and you were just like hey sis nice to be and I was like did y'all just speak to me I was so <laughs> I'm still fangirling every time I see you I fangirl she'll tell y'all I start rapping and all that <laughs> we love it it's- <laughs> I'm a Rosa I'm a Rosa do you think he'll run again Trump for 2024 you know I think it'll be really hard to run uh, for president from jail but I'm sure he'll try <laughs> 
So that that to you is the ultimate <laughs> takedown for him is just throw him in jail. Stories over. You know, everyone thinks that all these lawsuits that he's facing, that nothing will come about. But let's just remember that, you know, the mafia was brought down because of taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a yeah. tax return. It was some minor technicality. And I think that one of those cases, whether it's out of the Southern District or rather what's happening in D.C. with the emolument clause, one of those cases is going to snag him. I'm not sure which one, but one of them will bring him down. And I always think about the fact that the mob was brought down because of a simple tax return. Yeah. And so I think it'd be very difficult for him to run because I truly believe that one of those cases is going to be the turning point for him and his family. All of them going to jail. Where is Sleepy Joe and what happened to Kamala? Shame on you. Shame on you. Um, I have to tell my Biden story since I'm on here. I was a young staffer, fresh out of Howard, running around on the Hill. And I once ran into um, the Congressman Joe Joe Biden. And I mean, when I say ran into him, I literally ran into the man. And he was just, oh, you know, Marshall, you go, you're okay. You know, he kept going. And I remember having that encounter. But anytime I saw him, he remembered that I was the person that you know, clumsily ran into him. Um, he's a, he's actually a good guy. I think that it's hard to lead uh, the older you get. So I'm hoping that in the future we have younger representation, but um, that job zaps you. Hell, yes. I was losing my mind after six months in the White House. Can I answer the question about uh, Vice President Kamala Harris? Yes. Um, because it started out in Al Gore's office, I understand what the role of the vice president is. And the, uh, the role of the vice president is really not to be seen or heard, to be honest. Right. They're like the backup. And so when people say she's not doing anything, the truth is she's not really empowered to do much of anything unless he assigns that particular policy to her. Uh-huh. And so to her defense, they've given her the most difficult policies uh, to navigate. Immigration. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give immigration to my worst enemy. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is an issue that you cannot resolve. Um, and, and some of the other things that they have assigned to her are no-win missions. And so the system's been set up, if you ask me. It's a setup from the get-up. You know what? Amarosa, I, I, this is the reason why we like talking to you, because you give it to us. You give it to us raw and you give us to us in the truth. But you also do it in a classy and intelligent way, much better than Angelique could ever do. So, <laughs> thank oh, you. <laughs> Our book is called, hey, Amarosa, I'm used to it. We've been together for a decade now. I'm used to Used to the abuse. Amarosa, the book is called Unhinged. Go read that paragraph that Donald Trump was so afraid of. Amarosa. Take care. Bye, Lonnie. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. It's Cafe Mocha. I'm Angelique, along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo. It's that time of the year, money time, filing your income tax time. On the line, we have someone well-versed in black money and money in general. Terry Williams, president and COO of One United Bank and author of the children's book, I Got Bank, What My Granddad Taught Me About Money. Terry Williams, welcome to Cafe Mocha. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here with you. Yeah, just It's just an honor to be here. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. You know. Um, having an account at a black bank. Can you tell us why that's important? 
Yes, um, it is important, and black banks are important not only to our history, but also uh, to our future. Um, first of all, there have been black banks since the early 1800s. Um, there was a time when we could not bank with a white bank or um, you know, other banks that were here in the U.S., and we created our own banks to provide credit to our community and to help us build wealth. Terry, during the racial reckoning, all these banks, uh, Chase and Bank of America, all of them said, oh, we're going to start giving you more home loans. We're going to start. And they devoted allegedly hundreds of millions. Did that actually happen or was that just a press release? Well, in some cases, um, progress is being made, and I, I, um, I actually applaud those institutions for taking steps. Um, however, there still is a huge gap, and you know, the, you know, some of the challenges that our community face are not being directly served by other institutions. Um, we have, you know, forty-nine percent of of the black community is either underbanked or unbanked. Mm. Um, we are twice as likely to get turned down for a home loan as a, as a white family. Um, our homes are being appraised. Same home uh, in a black community is a, being appraised significantly less than in a white community. So if we're you know, trying to get a loan, our, our, our loan is going to be smaller if we're, you know, if we're trying to finance a home in a black community. How do we even catch up as adults? Because, I mean, the kids book's great, but as adults, we're not taught a lot about money. So we get the money and then we don't know what to do with it. We think that black people are not good with money. That's a myth. You know, or that the reason that we don't have wealth is because of something that we have done as opposed to something that was done to us. My great-grandmother, I grew up in this place called Indiantown, Florida. There was a railroad track. White people lived on one side. Black people lived on the other. And my great-grandmother had a juke joint. She had a barbecue pit. She had a penny candy store. And I used to follow her around. And it hit me that I didn't realize that I became this person because of my great-grandmother. All righty. The book is called I Got Bank, What My Granddad Taught Me About Money. If you want to go get a, it's a free checking account with direct deposit. Go to, yes, <laughs> right? Is. Yeah. Yes. It's free. Um, it's like without direct deposit. Oh. It's just free. It's a no free. No monthly fee. It's a free checking <laughs> yeah. account. Unheard of. Thank yeah. you. Um, go to oneunited.com. Terry Williams, thank you so much for joining Cafe Mocha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo on the line, Cynthia Arrivo. Okay. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha, Cynthia. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I mean, we're great, but you know, I just wonder while while most of us were at home, locked down, watching TV, <laughs> it seemed like you were doing your thing. You were performing at the Oscars. You you uh, did show for the debut of Aretha Net on Nat Geo. The second the Hollywood Bowl in L.A. reopened, you were one of the first performers. So I got to ask you, 
What was the pandemic yeah. like for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, surprisingly busy. Um, I, and I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be, but it sort of just like picked up speed as it was going along and people were finding ways for me to, to, to be creative and I was finding ways to be creative and for a minute we shut down on Aretha and then they beautifully found a way to, to continue production and we managed to get that finished to, to, to get it on the air. So it, it's been crazy and amazing and I've definitely been lucky enough to, to do some wonderful things. I know. Do some wonderful things. Uh, you've got a new movie out that we want to talk about. Did you shoot that during the yes. pandemic too? Um, are you thinking about a needle in a time stack? Uh huh. No, we did that. We we filmed that a good few years ago. I think maybe coming up to three years ago now. Uh, and it was sort of like on ice for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, we want to we want to put it out." And and so so it came out. I was really pleased to see the response to it because it was sort of like one of those things that you do and you think, well, it's never going to, never going to see the light of day, but it's done. You but, know? But, it was, but why yeah. wouldn't it see the light of day? I mean, it was written and produced by the guy who did 12 years a slave. Orlando Bloom uh, is one of the co-stars. Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. And he plays Sam Cooke in uh, One Night yeah. in Miami. Why wouldn't that yeah. be released when you guys did it? I mean, well, when we did it, like, n neither Leslie or I had been nominated. We were sort of, like, still new in the game. And I don't know. Like, I think all of that sort of changed after our sort of, like, trajectories changed. You know, I think things happen in studios and they all make sort of decisions. And once we, uh, we, once we do our part on, on film, it's sort of, like, left to higher powers to decide what happens next. Before we get into the multicultural casting, I just want to yeah. ask, what is Needle in a Time Stack about? Um, it's essentially, it's like a love story. Um, a woman who is married to a man called Nick, they're very much in love, they're meant to be together, um, is being sought after by her ex-husband, who also is in love with her. But, but more than anything, I think it's about his finding his happiness. And I think... He believes his happiness is with her, and we come to realize that actually his happiness is somewhere in himself that he has to find. Um, and he keeps time traveling to, to sh or shifting the time to make it so that he can be back with her. But Nick has this aching feeling that something isn't quite right when the time is shifted. So he um, goes back himself and tries to write things. And whether or not he gets there, we, we don't know. Cynthia Arrivo on Cafe Mocha as we celebrate Women's History Month. More on the way. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Cynthia Revo, her new album. Now, is it Channel One Verse One? Is that is that the way I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly, Cynthia? No, it's chap Chapter One Verse One. Chapter One Verse One. Okay, and it's yeah. available right now. Uh, we have Yo Yo on the line. Yo Yo, you want to say something? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm interested in knowing. Did you write majority of this album? I wrote every single song. I'm on every single song. Yeah. And, and um, I think the most writers we have on any one song is four. So there are songs where it's just me and one other per person. There's songs where it's me writing the lyrics and the other person helping with the music. There's songs where it's three people, two people, four people, but that's kind of like it. And there's one song, uh, The Good, we, I wrote with uh, three others, but we, we named another writer because the idea came from a conversation that, that someone had had with this other person. Wow. So we also gave a point to someone who was like helping in that. That's sweet. Cause yeah, yeah. I don't do yeah. that. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. the type of person she is. You guys, Cynthia is just not only is she talented and I, I know she came on the reel and I didn't get to do the interview cause we split up interviews, but I wanted to tell you, and now that I have this opportunity, you yeah. as Aretha Franklin genius, mm. Mm -hmm. you, you yes. blew it out the water Cynthia I mean no you Thank captured you. Her, her, her everything like I'm from Detroit I grew up on Aretha so to see you, yeah. this was my way of seeing her. So I just wanted to say thank you. You did a marvelous job with that. I always thank want to you. tell you that, that, you know. Um, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cynthia Revo, chapter one, verse one. Pick it up right now. Listen to it. Some wonderful songs, all written by this wonderful woman. And I just can't wait for our, our viewers to and our listeners to hear it. Um, uh -huh. more. Thank you so much for spending yes, time thank with you. us today, Cynthia. Thank you. I know you busy, girl. My pleasure. <laughs> We're going to keep pushing <laughs> Never it, Never be too. busy for you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for always having me on. It's just, it means a lot. Thank you. Thank Anytime. You. Thank you, Cynthia. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. 
This is The Espresso. Katanji Brown Jackson is President Biden's pick as the first black woman on the Supreme Court. I can only hope that my life and career, my love of this country and the Constitution, and my commitment to upholding the rule of law and the sacred principles upon which this great nation was founded will inspire future generations. Now let's all pray she gets confirmed. And is Will Smith finally about to win an Oscar? He's already taken home a SAG and NAACP award for his portrayal of Venus and Serena's father in King Richard. This story hit me deeply. Richard Williams was a man with a dream for his family and the dream was considered absolutely insane. This weekend, Zoe Kravitz co-stars in The Batman as Catwoman, but she says, calm down, she's not in the cat suit just yet. People are expecting to see Catwoman and they're really getting Selena on this film and you kind of have to hope that people will be willing to be patient and go on the ride with you and hopefully we'll make more of these movies. The Espresso is brought to you by Seagram's Escape. So many refreshing flavors, so many ways to sip happiness. Seagram Beverage Company, Rochester, New York. Flavor mall beverages. Enjoy responsibly. That's the Espresso. Wrapping up the show with the Mocha Mix with GG Sweet. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can just go to wherever you subscribe to podcasts, anywhere but Spotify. Thank you. I didn't say that. Type in Cafe Mocha Radio and then click subscribe. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.